how well do you know yourself? <clears throat> how well do you know other people? And how much of who you believe you are as a person, as um, almost as a character, like almost as, as what represents you and how much of that do you know and, and how much of that are you are you free with? I was asked a question. Um, well, really, a, a comment was made, and then somebody asked a question, and then before I could answer, they made a statement, a statement that I thought was um, very inaccurate, and, and very, like it's not something I would say. And I caught myself agreeing, not really even agreeing, just not protesting. Because it was someone at work, and it, it could have impacted my job. And I, I think about that. I think about the people I work with. And almost none of them really know me as a person, as what, what I truly believe and, and what I think. Because they're, they're, not, they're not open to it. And even even with family, like my parents don't know all my beliefs and know me, but I don't have a very close relationship. And and not I don't mean that in a negative way. What I mean is, like for my wife, she speaks to her mother every day. They're like best friends. I I, I love my mom, and when I see her and get a chance, I talk to her. But we 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 don't really have. A ton in common. I think that would be one thing, and and there's complexities to a relationship that dictate the closeness of those people. And same way with my dad. Like I really respect and admire my dad in a lot of ways. Our belief structure is nothing alike, you know. And I speak about my grandpa a lot because he's the one that probably most helped shape my belief structure, but also just. Even even if he didn't believe what I believed, he, he was open to that concept. And so I've, I've tried to be that way with my kids because my kids are 12 years apart. So when my daughter was very young, I, I was not quite there yet. I was still closed off. To, I still lived in fear of what other people would think of my opinions. And also I still had opinions that weren't fully developed yet. But as she got older, I become much more open. And so I was more open to her and things that she thought and believed. And now with my son, you know, my son and I can sit down and talk. And he is able to have an opinion that is opposed to mine without an argument. And I think that's really, as you know, he's coming into the teenage years. He's not there yet. And I, I think... In his mind, we just had always agreed in the past because uh, we just had similar beliefs. And then he started actually having opinions and basing opinions on things. And I think based on what the Internet and the world and movies and things have told him is that he and I would disagree on those opinions. And I think, in a way, the fact that we didn't almost disturbed him a little bit at first. Like Maybe he was seeking rebellion and couldn't find it in me because he found one we share a lot of beliefs because the old saying, if you're not 
a liberal when you're young and a conservative when you die or vice versa, however that went, you know, you have no heart as a child, no brain as I don't remember what it is, but I'm, I'm, all of my liberal friends consider me very conservative and I don't understand why. All of my conservative friends consider me very liberal. The people that know me, and I think that's because a lot of them are, are, are hooked into a certain type of thought. You know, my wife says she felt like I was much more conservative when we first got together, and I would say that's true. I was much more liberal before we got together, much more conservative when we got together, and I'm much more liberal now. But my son and I don't have that issue where, one, there are some things that he believes, or, or at least things that he's, you know, he'll mention and reference that, I can tell he's trying to take a particular stand on that thing, but I don't agree with that particular stand. So instead of attacking it, because a lot of times when I was growing up, adults in general, when you had an ideal that they didn't agree with, they they like to attack it, they like to demean it, they like to make fun of it and make it not not valuable, make the belief in that to be ridiculous or to be less than. So I try not to do that because to me what that does is it tends to steer people if they're if they're really rebellious or if they're really tied to something. Instead of having them think about something, it, it seems to steer them more in that direction. So if you really believe that that's not the correct stance or belief or, or whatever on something, then to be open about it and allow for open discussion is much more likely to me to be conducive to someone having an epiphany that, okay, maybe this isn't what I think it is. So with my son, I'm very much myself. I am guarded on certain things. And, and, and I, 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 you know, I, I question that at times. I, but I'm not being guarded because I'm embarrassed to be myself around him. I don't want my beliefs to impact his beliefs and his decision-making. So some things I don't want to address until he addresses them himself. And with my daughter, you know, who's grown, I'm the same way. Her and I really don't have the same beliefs on much of anything. Uh, I would say she's much more conservative than I am. But I I will be a little more vocal on, well, no, I absolutely don't believe that, and this is why. But I won't, I won't go into that attack mode, which I see a lot of people do, and which I've seen myself do in the past. But I've noticed... At work, I don't even attempt any longer to be me. And and that's that's disheartening in a way, you know. Um, but it's because so many people are so fixed in their belief structure that it's threatening to try to allow something in that's foreign to them. I'm not beholden to a belief structure so rigid that it doesn't have room for growth or or improvement, but also that it, that it's so weak that it can't be questioned. That That's fine with me. Question it. Make me question it. Maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe I'm right, and I need to reinforce that in my mind. I need to further educate myself on it. And I need that questioning because the questioning of ideals leads to a greater knowledge and and, and a, a greater pers- pursuit of knowledge, in my opinion. So, it, to to me, it's it's very 
detailing um, on, on how, how strong you think your ideals are. But it is weird. It, it's weird to me that in order to keep a job, I'm very complacent in, in just not being allowed to be myself. But that, it's the same with appearance. Not, not just, uh, you know, not speaking your mind. Because sometimes I just don't. Sometimes I know there is no good effort to it. What I get angry at myself with is when sometimes I'll just go, yeah, yeah, you're right, when I know that I don't believe that. But even appearance, the, the way I dress and, 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 you know, present myself, that's not the way I would do that in my free time. Or if I won the lottery tomorrow and was able to just look and, and be however one without the fear of it negatively impacting a job, because it can Especially the type of industries I work in. It definitely can negatively impact a job. But it, it's it's weird the layers of identity that we kind of build. You know, my wife gets upset at me sometimes. And and, and this happened the other day. She mentioned something and 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 one she'll mention something and I'll just disagree. And I like to debate. And, and it, with somebody I find intelligent and somebody I find trustworthy, like I do her, I like to debate. She looks at that as me attacking her beliefs. Because she is a little married to some of her beliefs. And sometimes the things that we'll, I'm trying to debate, there isn't a belief on her part. But when addressed the way I address it, she, she feels attacked and starts to take it as on as a belief. Starts to adopt it as a belief that she really doesn't have. And and I, I've I've been trying to think about that because she she was really upset the other day like I was attacking her. But but I wasn't. I I respect her opinion, but also if if I'm conversationally aggressive with someone, or if 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 I'm really trying to push something and discuss something, it's because one. Uh, you've irritated me, which is, those times are very apparent, or I truly have a respect for your point of view on it and really want to discuss it with you. And I've noticed that, think a lot of, of where that comes, particularly between me and her, between me and most people that I'm close with in my life, because I feel comfortable discussing things with them. But I will also take on positions and try to defend or at least look at positions differently than what the core of my belief is. And I think that that's just me automatically wanting to defend people who are different or do things differently and also wanting to question not only the beliefs of the person I'm talking to, but my own beliefs. And I love the ideal of playing devil's advocate. I think that it is a a constructive and important way to to improve one's own personal knowledge, but also to improve one's ability to debate and converse on things. And and I won't do that always at work. I notice I'll do it with guys that I actually work in the field with a lot. Because I notice that I don't have a lot in common with all of them. 
just because I think a lot of my core beliefs from where I live are very different than others. But I find an openness in those people who view me as they're equal in, in their field as far as we, we're out here together. You're not hid away somewhere or, or, or doing something remotely from an office. Whereas, you know, the old saying, don't, don't talk about politics and religion at the, at the dinner table. I, don't talk politics and religion with people who you don't know well enough to know that they will respect your opinion. Because even people you are close with and like and, 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 and consider maybe friends, but at least, you know, comfortable acquaintances, will not have enough respect for your opinion on things like politics and religion because they have too much invested in their own. I don't have that much invested on mine. Now, granted, you know, I... The one thing that gets me really, really angry is when a Biden supporter will go, look how much better he's done than Trump. Or a Trump supporter will go, man, the world was so much better when Trump was in office. When the the facts bear out that different ends of, different sides of the same coin, uh, they're, they're kind of just the same thing. And, you know... I will get a little too angry at that sometimes, and I, I will go off a little bit sometimes on stuff like that, and that's maybe not good. Maybe that's not um, not what I should do. I know it's not, but I, 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 I do that. But I, I've said many, many times, not not just here, but, but in personal life, that I think good debate and good conversation is not as abundant as it used to be. And I think it's just me self-diagnosing that's the only reason that I still do this show. Because podcast-wise, you know, here's your bubblegum fulfills pretty much everything I need. And I enjoy it so much. But there's still something... We that our job is not to always be serious and converse. Our job is to do what we want to do, and what we want to do in that instance is have fun. And I don't want to change that in any way. Now, occasionally we'll have great conversation, usually before the show, sometimes during the show, and that, and that's fun. But I don't believe that on a podcast is necessarily always the place for that. If I had a group of people who wanted to meet once a month for a meal and sit down and discuss ideas and 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 thought processes and beliefs if you want and religion if you want and war if you want and politics if you want but the arts and music and and movies and and books and and really discuss what they're creating and and discuss what they're doing people who just wanted to have discussion and occasionally debate I would do that in a heartbeat. I would trade the podcasts, both of them, and and uh, the, the YouTube channel and all the other extracurricular activities I have. I would trade those in a heartbeat for that opportunity. Because a lot of the people in my life that I'm even close to 
I can't have those open discussions with. Because the minute what apparently is extreme ideas on my part, the minute that comes out, they shut down or they have such a negative reaction that it causes me, and this is my fault, not theirs, to have a negative reaction to their thoughts and their beliefs and and things of that nature. I find that the people I'm closest with, with the exception of my wife and, and my close friends, I have a hard time being me around. Now, I've got friends like Goose and Bowen and, uh, you know, Elliot Spooky and JoJo. I've got friends that I can just say what I want to say. And Goose and I do not agree on everything at all. But he's never disrespectful to my beliefs. He he never just says no. And the same with Bowen and all those people. They, They never just say no. You know, and, and that's a big influence on, on how I try to parent. I never just look at my son and go, no, that's just wrong. If I feel something's wrong, then I better have an argument. I better be able to sit down and present it, but I better do it kindly. And I better do it sensitively. And I better do it in a way that feels like a conversation and not an attack. And maybe if I train him... Don't I mean, if I don't train him to respond negatively, if I don't make it an attack, if I give him the opportunity to think and feel and express and converse, then that's how he'll go throughout life. But I'll tell you this, I do have fears. As free and open as he and I are with our conversations, there's people in our own family that would speak down upon his beliefs and how he thinks and how he feels and who he is. And that hurts me, because when that happens, there'll be no civil discussion between them and I. It will be bad, because as much as I sometimes will just go, I don't have it in me to to debate a brick wall today. Just let this person be what they want to be. As much as I do have that in me, and I exercise that a lot in life, I don't like to see other people forced to feel bad about who they are, what they believe, and especially not my kids. But, you know, I I, I thought I almost changed the name of this podcast and, and almost created my own little group of people to have these conversations with, and I'm still thinking about it, thinking seriously about it. But social media <clears throat> will not allow for us to to have that type of discussion. It doesn't. And by the time this comes out, I just went on a social media fast, and, and I do it often, and it makes me feel good, and, and I'm not going to go into deep explanation of that. I don't think I need to. There's tons of back catalog episodes on it. It's something I do, and it's something I believe in, and it's something I agree with. I do not think it's evil uh, in, in its entirety, social media. I just don't think it is a valid way to discuss all topics. For example, for me, now it may be for others because, you know, years ago, years and years and years ago, people's 
main source of communication outside of conversation were letters. And people would discuss and, and, and think and, 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 and things in letters occasionally, especially scientists separated by great distances. And, you know, and, and I'm sure maybe world leaders and, and people of all walks of life. And for some people, that may even work better at times. So maybe now email or because email worked really good for Talk Junkie at the beginning of Talk Junkie for that discussion. And, and chat rooms and things of that nature may work well for people. But it won't work well for everybody because it doesn't work well for me. I need visual confirmation, you know, eye to eye. I like that. The cadence in your voice when you're talking, hesitations in certain parts of the speech, body language. Um, when your voice has a sense of urgency, when your voice has a sense of firmness, when your voice has a sense of confidence, when what you say, when you say something and I look at you and hear you and experience you saying it and I take that as you humbling yourself or even as you presenting yourself as... Um, not understanding or not knowing, whatever the case may be. Whereas when I read that, I may read that as you being self-assured and, and dead set. And th there's there's a context that is lost in, in comments and things of that nature online that conversation will, will, will give you. But it has to be good conversation. You know, it, it does. I find myself getting bored talking to people that I can't be myself around. That I really can't be myself around. I, I feel myself getting bored when I'm talking to someone that I know if I say, yeah, I, I wasn't a Trump guy. That that's going to be our conversation for the next hour is them telling me why I'm wrong and how great America could be again and their lack of knowledge on how awful America's been for other people's. And and for in the same turn, I can go, you know, I, I don't understand how we can legally sit by and allow Biden to still be, be president. He's not mentally and physically able to perform the job. I'm not going to say that to somebody that I know that is going to just blindly, because blind faith, as I've said a million times, is the most dangerous thing in the world. I'm not going to say that to somebody that's going to blindly discuss it. Does blind faith lead them in? And I don't want to discuss those people. I, I want to talk about what's, what's the possibility that this life is more than work and sleep and school. What, what's the possibility that, that there's something after this life? Not, not this, you know, and that maybe you think it's biblically uh, it, Precise that there's no deviation from biblical explanation, and I think that it's something other than that. And we can sit and discuss, and and you'll take the time to go. Well, I believe it because of this, this, and this, and and these these. You'll also have the strength and the faith as a religious person to go. These are the parts that question, and these are the parts that I feel are weak, and the parts that I'm not so sure about. And I can sit and go, well, I believe it's this, this, and this, and, and I believe it because of this. And, and let's look at historically what 
what this represented that. Let's let's look at, at translations and, and let's let's look at all these different things and, and let's weigh it out. And at the end of that conversation, you don't have to change your mind and I don't have to change my mind and we don't have to solve anything, but we got the enlightenment of not only hearing the argument or the point of view or the perspective of someone else who sees it completely different of uh, as us. We get that because there's great value in that. Because it allows you to question how you see things. And that may very well strengthen your beliefs. But it also allows you to have a conversation not only with this person, but have a conversation with yourself. And really look deep and go, is this really what I believe? And is this why I believe it? And is there a weakness here? In this belief, or is there a strength in this belief that others don't recognize that I've not recognized in the past? And do I need to look at my point and my information? Do I need to verify my facts? Do they have intriguing statements that need verification by me? Will that result resort in you going home and and and, and allowing you to, to further deep dive into something you love and something you believe and something you enjoy studying. Because studying the information, new information or old information or newly found information on, on things that you, you have great interest in, that, that's one of the greatest gifts in life to me. You know, I, I try to have that be a, at least a portion of my time spent on social media and on the internet is, is looking at new information and looking at new theories and looking at new thoughts. You know, they, uh, a while back now, years back, but now it's become talked about more, more publicly. Um, they found a cave with what they think are burials uh, from another... Uh, member of the Homo genus, uh, besides humans, modern humans, and 250,000 years ago at that, who may have been using tools, may have been using fire, and it appears using um, at least symbols, and also doing burials with possible rituals that possibly reflect their belief in an afterlife. And if these burials are what they seem to be, they're almost 100,000 years older than the first known burials by modern humans. That's so fascinating to me. And... I want to discuss that with somebody. I, I want I want to sit down and talk to somebody and 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 what what do you think about that? What do you make of that? Am I too excited about it? Am I missing uh, obvious glaring holes in, in in their science and their argument just because I'm excited about the possibility? Because I've always believed that culture and civilization and and intelligent culture and civilization is much older than than we believe it to be, or or am I missing? really strong parts of their argument that I'm looking at other things. And and, 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 and what what do other people think about it? What have other people found by looking? You know, I've tried to start researching on this now and, and looking at the scientists involved and, and the people paying for the study and 
and, and what they actually found. And, and, you know, I'm sitting with myself trying to say, well, what if, you know, what if the, these bodies were just were just dropped down in there? And, and, and you know, people, their argument would be, well, they're buried, they're under a certain layer. Well, so was the fire. Did the fire get burned? You know, I, I, I'm questioning this because I want to believe it. And if I want to believe something, the first thing I like to do is question. But I, I don't, I don't want to watch a YouTube. Like I do want to watch a YouTube video of somebody else breaking it down and talking about it. I do want to hear a podcast about somebody breaking it down and talking about it. But I really want to sit down and discuss that with someone myself. I want to sit down and say, what does this do for the possibility of evolution? for and against. I don't want to be afraid that somebody can go, well, we can't even discuss evolution. I, I can't even allow myself to entertain the thought of evolution because I'm a creationist. I'm not saying I'm not a creationist. I'm not saying I am a creationist. What difference does it make? It is a theory. It is something of value to discuss. And the moment you take away that value and take away that discussion, to me, you diminish the value of your belief. But I want to be able to sit down and discuss that with someone without somebody going, oh, you shouldn't be worried about that. You ought to be worried about sinning and, and being saved because that happens. Any, I've got people in my life, anything I bring up, that's what we should be worried about. I want to sit down and discuss it with someone and without them going, oh, all, all scientists are, uh, are part of a conspiracy and they know how the earth is and those are hollow earth peoples and, and they're, you know, like, that's it. everything's a full conspiracy and it can't just be... We didn't know this, now we do, and we really don't know. You know, because that's the thing about conspiracy theorists. They always know. They have no proof. Zero proof. It's all anecdotal. But they always know. They know. They know something you don't know. They know. And I can't discuss things with them because of that. You know? Or, or sit down with... If there's people you sit down with them, well, that's old. I was recording this almost a week ago. And something popped up and I had to pause real quick. And then before setting everything up to get this ready to be a podcast episode, I had to go back and listen to it. And I thought, well, let me listen to the main end and see what I was saying. And I went back and listened to the first minute or two. And <laughs> it's a scattered thought, but it, it is a thought and it is a process. Look, try to be true to who you are. And that won't always be easy. But understand and know that people of value, you can always be yourself around. Other people, they're, they're going to be a little too judgmental. And that there's a value in discussing ideals and beliefs and thoughts. And, and, and that real discussion can never be replaced. It is most valuable when it is between two people. And that it doesn't have to come from an, a place of debate or anger or anything like that. Just just discuss and enjoy the company of others and allow people to be themselves. You don't have to agree. You don't have to like what they believe, what they think. You, you, don't, you don't have to. I have very religious, very Christian friends. I have deeply agnostic friends. I have deeply atheist friends. It has zero impact on me as a person. I love them and appreciate them for who they are. Um, it is what it is. And life's short. And for some reason, discussion doesn't seem like a waste of those fleeting moments. But judgment does to me. So be good to each other. And listen every once in a while. <laughs>